0: And then you go up in your poly and
1: you got But that brings the lower note to it?
0: Alright,
1: All right, and so that was another locator.
0: Yeah, that was a locator.
1: Walk me through a shortened version of what you told me earlier about your um
0: So I was going around your hunting. So I was going
1: around but when I bring these them. in.
0: So I up this hillside just doing locator bugles. And he hit me with
1: something like that. So a little angry, but not too angry. Not, not that fired up. So... Hello to my loyal followers out there. We have a new episode. It's been a while, but I was able to record Spencer, Lily White. While we were celebrating Brian's thirtieth birthday in Montana and and the way he was using the hill in front of us to to draw analogies and and bring to life his hunting trip when he was going after this bull elk with his bow and arrow really reminded me of this podcast project, so With minimal editing, we're able to bring you an entertaining episode that hopefully will make me $0.35 in ad revenue. All right. Hope you enjoy.
0: I'm trying to, so I'm trying to like... And give us
1: a little more setting.
0: Um, So, like... I'm, so see how there's a Idaho, ridge Idaho, first of all. Idaho, yeah, central Idaho. See how there's a ridge here, and it kind of flattens out, and there's a backside to it. So I was coming from the backside, and it's morning time, so the wind is flowing down the hill. Because in the morning, the wind flows downhill, and then as the sun hits the hill, it basically causes that, that afternoon thermal. It warms up. it warms up the air and the air starts pushing up. So I come up
1: over. And this is your first real trip of actually being on the trail of something. Ever, ever doing that. All your other ones were kind of just like, you went out but didn't really even see tracks.
0: Yeah, I saw some tracks, but they're old. And this is like, I drop off my wife, I'm ready to hunt hard. And I I hunted hard like two days. I hit a new spot. So I come up through, see that like little kind of saddle in it? Mm -hmm. I come up that side. Or so I'm on the back side and I call and he just hits me with that kind of like pretty angry sound. And he's on this side? And he's somewhere over kind of by that pole, maybe further back. And it's all timber. Okay. So timber on this side, the back, the other side where I'd come up was like open.
1: All right, a little more context here. So we're sitting by the side of the river and we're staring off at the mountain across the river and if you can get back to the thumbnail for this episode uh, you can follow along with some of the stuff Spencer's describing we're still looking for a better way to set this up so you have a nice big image of this while you're listening and if you have any ideas for how I could do that please let me know but a little more on the background here is that when you hear these loud squealing sounds That is Spencer blowing through a plastic funnel, more like the shape of a wine bottle, but a little bit bigger. And he's got this device in his mouth that's uh, sort of like a a guitar pick with maybe some, there's a little flap of metal or something on there. but, But yeah, with those things, he's able to make these elk calls. And yeah, that makes up what I think is the most interesting uh, sound bites of this clip. So yeah, get on it. Also, quick word from our sponsor, from yours truly. Okay, okay, we're back. vuelto. So once again, Look at the visual, and uh, we're sitting on the side of the river. We're right in the middle of the action here, en media res, or something like that.
0: And so I kind of come up here, and then I check the wind, and the wind's blowing downhill. And so I think he's somewhere over here, and I don't want my scent coming down like that. So I backtrack out around like this, so that way I can get lower. If he's at that light pole, I want to be at about this light pole, you know, on that contour. Yeah. That way if the scent's flowing down, it won't flow across to him. It'll just right kind of on. flow down. And so I get over there, as I'm coming around, I Yeah, like, can... there's
1: a lot of thought that goes into this. Yeah,
0: yeah, all this stuff you need to think really quickly. And also what happens too is that my scent's going down, he might not directly come towards me. He might go down the hill and then come up to try to catch wind on me. So he won't come in on a straight line. He'll come in in an arc trying to get wind on me as he's coming towards me. You know what I mean? Because
1: even if you're an elk, he wants to size you up with the smell.
0: know yeah, he wants to make sure you're an elk. Because they, you know, we perceive the world with our eyes and ears. They perceive the world with their nose and their ears, and confirm it with their eyes. Okay. So it's it's, the way that we, the way we experience everything is totally different than how they experience things. So as I'm coming around, I'm still trying. I think he's somewhere. I think he's somewhere between those trees over there. And that pole. I think he's just a big old area, and I have to close a lot of distance before I can actually set up and get him coming towards me, and I'm ready to shoot him. Mm. So, as I'm coming around, I give another like, I'm like, I'm trying to just get him really pissed off. So, I just let out the loudest, meanest challenge bugle, and as I'm chuckling, I just hear.
1: Wait, give what you gave? I'm like. So, I'm going.
0: And nothing. I'm going And as I'm doing the chuckles, he screams over me. Just like... And so I'm like, oh, fuck, he's pissed. I might actually kill this bull. So I work, I quickly work my way across... Because he's
1: so angry, and the angrier he he is, the closer to you he'll get.
0: 'Cause I know it's early season he in cows.
1: The more blinded college, by season. rage,
0: like they won't interrupt one another except if they're angry. It's like you know how like it's it's I don't know. Corey Jacobson just says it's basically like interrupting and it's like interrupting somebody. It's super rude, especially if it's like, hey, hey, hey you know, fuck you. Like it's kind of, it's like it's very much like what they're Yeah. As the as that kind of tension builds. So He's, so he cuts me off over there. I come around. So now I'm in thick timber. So basically what we're looking at here would all be like really tall trees. So I'm like now working my way through trees. I can't see where he is, but I still think he's further over there. So, But I just start here like stuff breaking. Like we're talking mm-hmm. limbs that size just snapping like a twig. Um, oh, yeah. It's just like just crunching. And... Uh, so I grab something like that size and I go up to like a, a tree about that diameter. There's two of them. I just start breaking off every branch I can reach, just smashing shit. Because they like, when they're like ripping their antlers, they're like, they weigh about 700 pounds and have like just insanely strong necks. They just
1: rip stuff. Yeah, this is archery
0: only. Because um, when they're this angry, you can really get them to do stuff and that's a tag limitation yeah it's you sign up for an archery only tag okay and uh, it's cheaper all right so i am hiking i have i have my bugle tube in one hand where i'm calling and i got my yeah, bow in my fun. other but i had to set my bugle tube and my bow down to rake you need to break off all these branches to act like an elk like trying to thrash this tree because when i hear all that breaking i think he's I think he's yeah, somewhere like, up kind like of by that, hand like, hand you hand know, hand where it's, hand there's hand that, like, little hand divot right hand there. Hand um, I think he's somewhere back there stopping and raking to kind of size hand me hand up. Hand he's right, angry, but, like, I think he's raking a tree. So I'm like i like, okay, I'm going to rake this even harder. I'm just going to break shit, hit it like it's a freaking baseball. And as I'm doing that, I just start seeing antlers come over. And they even see how there's, like, this little kind of – it's no, like there's that dish right here and this side and almost Kate makes yeah, kind of like a little like yesterday. a little rise. that's how exactly how it was with me so I'm over here and there's this kind of like little dip in it so all I see the first thing I see is the tip of his antlers and then he, he doesn't see me so I see these antlers and I throw down my stick and I try to grab my bow and pull out an arrow and put it knock the arrow and as I'm picking at my bow I just see him come up around he's like He's like the size of the bulls we saw yesterday like he's big like not he's not like Get a can like dog you would see on the wall of the like he's not like a little bull and he just like looks at me he's from like here to that stump um not even kidding I ranged him it was 25 yards yeah well I ranged the tree that he stood by he saw me and then as I'm reaching over because he now he can like hear me and see me, and they have pretty good sight. And he's like, "No, not today, bro." And just turns and runs down this entire hillside through giant ass thick timber, over logs, and he just disappears. <sighs> and um, no. So what? Ideally, what you do when you're when you're archery elk hunting when they're when they're in a situation like this, if you have, so you have two people, like one person's calling, making all the sounds, so the elk is coming in looking to find the source of the sounds. So you set the you set the guy who's shooting up another 25 yards, and, that, and then that elk will come into the sound of the source of the noise, and will walk right by the shooter, and then you can basically get a really good shot. As he's coming in like this, looking for the guy calling, you shoot a How many yards out? Probably like 30.
1: So you were there, it was just like if you had another 10 seconds?
0: Oh, yeah, if I had another 10 seconds, I would have smoked. Or if I had a buddy who was standing right here. How good are you, like, with your... Bo Oh, I was good enough to smoke him, for sure. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like... So you're, su- you're like, shooting
1: patterns like this big?
0: Yeah, I can shoot that at about 50. Okay. Um, so that would have been tough, because he, he was, he came, so he came in straight on, too. I was expecting him to kind of be a little more hesitant and try to come in, because the wind's blowing down the hill, because it's morning. So I was expecting him to try to come down and then basically come at an uphill angle and get some wind. Um... So that way, because, you know, the wind's blowing down, so my scent's blowing down the mountain. So I think, so I, I was expecting him to kind of come down and try to get scent and he didn't do that. He just basically beeline towards me and it was like faster than I
1: expected. In all of the like research you did, you can tell I researched a lot. Did you learn more in that one experience though, than you learned in any of your research or did it just like confirm so much of what you
0: confirmed stuff? Because a lot of people say that first week too. They'll come in really, really, really fast. They just want to fight, but they're not—they're not super vocal. They get—they get more and more vocal as they get more excited by sex. Uh, when they fight, they just kind of want to fight. They'll call, and you can really—you know—you can build energy through calling. But they're not just like. So he didn't call until I was 200 yards away. I was basically just on the rise of that hill, like basically you wouldn't quite be able to see my head. And he was right over there, kind of on that other side of that hill. It was that close. I was calling my whole way up, and it wasn't until I was within 200 yards that he yelled. Hmm. Um, when I was there last week, I would, I would call from here, and a bull all the way back behind like, where those trees are would call back just to be like, hey, I'm over here. But then that's all. When you go like late season, they're calling a ton they aren't necessarily coming in to try to fight because they have because now they have a bunch of cows and they've got some you know they've got something to lose
1: something to live for
0: yeah something to live for okay so it's just the whole thing man it's, not only you're hunting a really 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 cool a, uh, animal you're getting to take part in something that's just so thought-provoking and exciting and hearing them make
1: that yeah so I was thinking about this and I was like how much of a success did you consider that encounter I'd
0: say like 95 percent yeah basically that's cool when I decided I wanted so
1: much of the pursuit you made happen
0: yeah and like when I decided I wanted to try to hunt archery elk this year and because like for years I thought that that would be super cool to kind of um I would uh I would think how cool that would be to do someday, but I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not a good enough hunter. Yeah, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not. Yeah. Then I heard somebody say, "There's only only so many September's in a man's life." Go hunt. It's like shit. Right? <laughs> see y'all do it, and so that was like way more of a way more of a success. The fact that I was able to even call in a bull was crazy. let hmm. Um. Nice. Let's So this was you can hear this was last week, so I make two cow calls and you can hear the bull scream, and I try to
1: so you heard that was it in the middle that, that really high pitch
0: yeah,. Him got Yeah, that was him. That was, so this, this was this wasn't the same bull that I'm describing right here. This was this yeah. was last week. Different so this trip. This a bull that was locked up at the edge of a meadow, and he, he we could have killed him just because he was he was pretty he was fired up, but he wasn't he wasn't wanting to go run up a hillside. So basically, it's like he's got all his ladies right here. Why would he run up a hill through thick timber, leaving his ladies exposed, just to try to fight a bull that's? You know, a bull that's also not coming to him to fight, you know? Mm-hmm. No.
1: That's wild. So how many times have you gone, and how how much longer is the season?
0: Oh, season ended oh, it's on Monday. We were there we were on Saturday. was the last day we were there. But, um, sure it's but it's stuff okay. like this, though. Like, it was a hillside like that, and he basically flew over all these fallen logs. Dang. Just ran through that shit. That's Idaho? Yeah, it was it was totally, that was insane.
1: So, central Idaho.
0: Spencer. Yo. Made like a I am 631. 631? Six, oh, sick. How did I not, I, I thought I had your number. I thought I had yours. So, this is what the mountains look like back there. It's the other side of the valley, and it's just.
1: So, we're wrapping up here. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Uh, definitely some thought provoking things came out of it for me. I like that line about there only being so many Septembers in a man's life. Go hunt. I guess you could apply that to. Plenty of different things you know, go climb, go explore, go bake. Um, yeah, that's pretty profound. and I also like the the sort of theme that comes out of this of uh, uh, Spencer feeling ninety five percent successful and not not killing the elk. you know it just goes. Goes in the the same category of all of those sayings about about life being a journey, and how the journey is often more important than the destination. So take those ideas, chew on them like a like a cow cow elk grazing in a meadow, and I hope that that the bull elks watching out for you guys are are. Uh, Yeah, wise, protective, not overly enraged, and willing to fall into some human's trap. Later. Thanks for joining us on Pictures with Sound.